The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brown with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about AI in the workforce and how intelligent businesses embrace automation to empower citizen developers and others to work smarter. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome John Darbyshire, CEO at SmartSuite. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Certainly a, a timely topic here. So um, why don't we start by uh, you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're currently doing at SmartSuite. Sure. Yeah, I'll try to keep it very brief, but uh, I've kind of been in the no-code space for about 30 years. Kind of started when I ran a consulting practice for Ernst & Young. Uh, we had about 1,500 consultants in that practice early in my career, and that's where I really learned about all things process. And I left that position and founded a company called Archer Technologies, uh, which was a no-code product that focused on risk and compliance. That company was launched in 2000. In just a short amount of time, a couple of years, we had 29 of the top 30 banks in the U.S. were customers. And a few years after that, 75 of the Fortune 100. So it got a good dose of how companies of that size would use a product to manage processes inside of their companies. Sold that company in 2010, retired for a bit, invested in quite a number, hundreds of different uh, startups, different ideas from mainly around SaaS type businesses. And then about three years ago, kind of got the bug to kind of get back into the tech space myself. I found that I wasn't a great advisor to entrepreneurs because I wanted to actually get in and do the work. And most founders didn't appreciate that. Uh, it's their, their company and not mine. So I decided I wanted to jump back in. It was SmartSuite. The goal of SmartSuite is to help organizations on a single platform manage any workflow process or project all together into one uh, combined entity. So think of uh, connecting workflows around sales, marketing, HR, product, IT, those types of things in one platform. So you don't maybe have to have a Salesforce, a HubSpot, a Zendesk, a Jira, you know, that are all trying to be connected together. You could have it all at one place. Nice, nice. That's great. Well, thanks for that. And so let's let's get started by um, talking about some of the reasons why automation and AI tools are starting to make a lot more sense for businesses. Certainly, 
automation is nothing new, but um, you know, beyond chat GPT and some of those tools that are certainly getting a lot of the, the oxygen and a lot of the attention these days, uh, there's certainly a lot of other ways that AI and automation can help businesses. So one of these in particular is one that, you know, you, you briefly mentioned in your intro, uh, and one that your company smart suite specializes in, which is workflow automation. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what are some of the pain points that workflow automation can solve for? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's very interesting to see just in the last couple of months that, you know, on a scale of one to 10 things from, from a, a an AI perspective went from a one or two to a 10, just in no right. time uh, at, at all. Uh, and every customer that we talk to, it seems like brings up that particular topic in regards to how can we help them be more efficient in running their business from a workflow perspective using AI. So I, I communicate a couple of things typically when that happens. I let people know that, you know, AI has been around for quite some time, but ChatGPT really brought it to the forefront just very quickly in the last few months. And most companies want to be able to do two things. Uh, as they're creating workflows inside the bit, their business, there's a need to create content associated with that at times, whether they're a marketing agency and they're creating content for customers around a blog post, if they're a product manager, product requirements and announcements. If they're on the sales side, maybe it's emails and communications going to customers or prospects that are there. Those are very easy to do. ChatGPT kind of brought that to the forefront. So in any workflow, we have built that type of capability into SmartSuite where with a click of a key, you can then uh, enter a prompt and create content on the fly, edit that content, or you can analyze content, which is the second thing that our customers are asking for. So let's say that maybe you're an organization and you have a CRM, maybe you're using SmartSuite in that particular case for that with accounts and contacts, and you want to kind of look through the data and better understand maybe the cohorts and where the bulk of your business is coming from. And maybe you have charts and graphs and dashboards that are showing you that today, but maybe you're not looking at the right information. So most AI in the workflows that our customers that they want to do is looking back into that information to pull data back out to help them understand what's actually happening in this data set. Like who, who, not just who my biggest customers are, but more about the why, where they're located, the products that they're buying. And if I had more customers like this, I could have an increase of X maybe at my bottom line that's there. So that's the second biggest conversation that I'm having to date. And where things are moving is using AI in the workflow itself to actually make decisions on behalf of, of people that moves things along inside of the workflow itself. So maybe today I have to, uh, I have a workflow maybe that's five or six steps and they have different approvals at each step as it goes through before something could be finalized. You could build in and communicate with, with an AI platform to say, here's the information that needs to be valid, you know, validated before I can actually make an approval. Can you do that for me? And if all that information is there, it just moves to the next step and automatically approves that for you. So those three things are what we're seeing in our customers that are helping you know make workflows in general more efficient. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, there's certainly those and I, that hear things like that and they're like, oh wow, well you know that's like a lot of my job and um, and so what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, when when all of that those things which 
you know, from my perspective, not not the glamorous part of of the job of a marketer or or other other person. But you know, so how how do you look at you know what opportunities does automation open up? Then you mentioned some of the you know some of the benefits of of understanding customers better and, and things. But what what are some of the opportunities for the the employees, those marketers, or those other people themselves when some of this stuff gets automated? Yeah, I, I tell you, we this is a conversation that's a hot topic right now, especially in marketing agencies, that they're finding that their customers can go into a product like ChatGPT and create a blog post. Right? right. But the the real part of that is not just creating a blog post, it's understanding how to write the prompts with all the right information to make that blog post really specific to to what you're trying to accomplish, right? Uh, maybe there's a particular demographic, there's a particular voice that you have in mind, there's particular keywords that need to be included for your SEO and your website. And what I try to communicate back to agencies is that's where you can really shine because you that's your business. You under, understand that really well. The writing part, anybody can kind of do that once you understand what you want to write about, kind of the why, the how, the when, the who uh, is taken care of that's there. So. I don't know that uh, it's going to replace marketing agencies if you kind of think about AI and automation, but it's going to change the role of some of the people in the agencies to, to have the ability to spend more time thinking about how do I really want to target the particular audience that we're going after. And now the content's going to get created from an AI tool like a chat GPT for you. And in most cases, what we're finding is the, the content is really, really good. But it gets even better with when you can be more defined on exactly what you want and kind of the why uh, that's in there. Yeah, I mean, you know that that kind of reinforces some things. Uh, you know, some of my other guests have said and that I've said is, you know, it, it helps it helps the person, the human using the tools, be more strategic. And you know, to be honest, uh, from my perspective, this seems like a natural progression from. Googling things, right? So, you know, a prompt engineer, in other words, is, is, is a, in my, <laughs> right. from my, from my opinion, it's an evolution of like a Googler, like a professional Googler or something like that. It's just, it's more sophisticated for sure. And, and thus an evolution, but you know, it's, I, I think it just, it, it goes back to that whole thing of, you know, humans doing what humans do best and machines doing what machines do best. Right? Would you agree? I, I absolutely agree. I, I think it's it's going to give people the chance to step back out of their business just a little bit. And like you said, be more strategic and thoughtful in what they need to accomplish and some of the day-to-day things that they were spending more time on, like writing content if you're an agency, is not going to take up the six to eight hours a day, maybe that it is now that's there. And that kind of transcends, not we're talking about marketing, but it goes across every every part of a company. If you're on a product team and you're documenting product requirements and you need to do some analysis of products and think about pain points and why want people buy, like you can prompt and ask those questions and get back really relevant answers and then take time to really study that to understand maybe how you want to write the copy or the product descriptions to kind of hone in on a particular customer pain point use case, those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to switch gears a little bit here. So you had mentioned when you're introducing yourself, um, you founded Archer Technologies uh, back in the early 2000s, which was you know way ahead of the low code, no code trend that certainly is um, is becoming more and more prevalent today. But 
so you know suffice to say you've been thinking about this uh, this topic for a while and certainly have solved it in, in some some meaningful ways so before we get a little deeper into that i just to make sure everybody's um, following along and understands definitions do you, how would you define the term citizen developer yeah you know that's a term that's been around since 2000 as well about the time that i started archer it didn't pick up a lot of speed at that time but it's interesting to see in the last six months that it's really gained a lot of momentum <laughs> kind of overall yeah. and a citizen developer it, it's just pretty simple it, it just means a person that does their job every day that really understands the process that needs to be done they're the ones that can use a no-code tool, which means using drag and drop to basically model out the process with the information, how they want to see it, what they want the reports, the outcomes to be from the process. So it's just taking somebody that has domain knowledge about some topic, typically a process, and allowing them to just sit down and configure it as opposed to going to IT or to developers that would need to build that out for them and then give it to them uh, to do a process that allows them to do it themselves. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of like the you know if only I knew whatever code <laughs> you know Java C right. whatever it's then I could solve this problem. But instead, I've got to I've got to send it to you know to your point to to engineering or something like that. Why should more companies embrace this idea? I mean, to your point, I mean it's it's certainly been been around you know since since at least when you started Archer. But you know why why should more companies be embracing this idea of the citizen developer? Yeah, I, I think, you know, no-code platforms in general are on their, you can argue this, their fourth or kind of fifth generation of products. And just in the last three years, there's new development technologies and, and things that can be taken advantage of that makes the UIs more richer, makes the products faster, easier to use. So this concept of citizen developer has just been, you know, heightened to make it even easier for a citizen developer to jump in and get things done. And what's happening in companies that we see is that the people doing the work know the process the best, right? And not somebody else in another department that's built that, that process. And in many more mature organizations, people have been hired into different departments and they've been following a process for five, six, seven years that somebody built that's not even in the company anymore. And the people doing the job could say, this could be way more efficient if I could do this, this, and this. And being a citizen developer using a no-code platform just allows them to configure that. And it's in many cases, it's I could sit down in two or three hours and change that process. Like I, I don't need weeks or months. I don't have to write code. The person doing the work can just modify the workflow to fit exactly what they need. And that could be a small company, or that could be you know a Fortune 100 company with a more sophisticated process that maybe take more buy-in. But it's just as easy to model out whether you're small or big using no-code. Before we continue, I wanted to share a key strategic resource that a majority of the Fortune 500 are already aware of. Finding the best technology, business, and talent solutions is not easy. With business demands and competitive pressures mounting, you need to be able to design, deploy, and optimize your technology to provide leading customer experiences while driving business growth. Those of you that have been listening to this show for a while know that this podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems a global provider of technology, business, and talent solutions for more than 80% of the Fortune 500. Tech Systems accelerates business transformation for their customers. Whether you're looking to maximize your technology ROI, 
drive business growth, or elevate customer experiences, Tech Systems enables enterprises to capitalize on change. Learn more at techsystems.com. That's T-E-K systems.com. Now let's get back to the show. And so you, you kind of touched on this, but as much as, you know, why should employees be be embracing this? You kind of, you kind of touched on, but what, what should, you know, if I'm an employee, I'm a non-technical, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing code, but to your point, I, I understand the process and maybe not great at writing a software requirements document, but I understand the process. Like what's the, what are the steps to kind of be better at, you know, being a citizen developer or even, you know, kind of dipping your toes in the water? Sure. Yeah. You know, if you're in college right now, you know, more than likely you're going to get courses for the first time on no code and citizen development, right? So you're going to kind of be using those products in college and come out with that capability. If you're two or three years out of college right now, you probably understand what you want to do, but you don't know how to do it yet. And you could do a simple search for no code, whether that's across LinkedIn or Google and find quite a number of academies that range from a couple of days to a couple of weeks. Uh, most of them are learn at your own pace, and most of them start uh, in hundreds of dollars uh, kind of price range that's there. Those academies are doing a really good job of just educating people on what no-code means and showing them different types of products, whether you want to build a website, whether you want to build a workflow, maybe a landing page, uh, maybe a mobile app. Like there's no-code products that kind of fill all of those needs. So they give you an idea of what the landscape looks like, and then they talk to you about integrating products from you know one product to another or maybe you're building a mobile app and you need to integrate with salesforce and that sounds pretty complicated the reality is there's some products no code products that allow you to do that using drag and drop and all the hard technical stuff just happens behind the scene for you so i would really recommend that you if you're new you kind of jump in do your own kind of learning through one of the, the academies and there's hundreds and hundreds of academies that have a popped up uh, around the no code space. Great. Great. And so for a, for a company to be successful here, so, you know, just one, you know, a, a leader listening to this thinking, okay, you know, on the, on the plus side, this is amazing. You know, we can, we can solve not every problem necessarily, not super complex problems sometimes, but we can solve a lot of challenges by, you know, having more citizen developers. I would say on the, on the flip side of that, I don't know if this analogy works or not really, but, you know, I, having owned a marketing agency before, you know, we would always joke that, you know, everybody thinks they're a designer, right? So right. Um, everybody's got an opinion on it and they want to make it orange when it should be blue or, or this or that. So it's like, how, do, how does a company be successful with having a lot of people, you know, making making new applications or making or making changes like what's what what does success look like from from that leader's perspective when they're enabling all the their team members to be citizen developers sure yeah a couple of points to this question so the, the first is you know, we recommend when people come to us and say hey we we have quite a number of processes where do we start and we say just pick one you know it, it really doesn't matter which one because you're going to learn a lot about how you set that up in the first week uh, that's, that's, that's there that you'll be able to take advantage of with other ones. But it's also going to help create some buy-in in the organization when people see what you've done and the efficiency that you've created in a short amount of time. And the second part of this is most no-code platforms like SmartSuite allow you to build a process 
lock certain things down that can't be changed, but then give more flexibility back to citizen developers to maybe create their own views and reports and dashboards. So you can kind of determine the level at which they can change things inside of the workflow that's there. There's a great advantage to allowing people that do the work each day to understand kind of the box that they're in, you know, as the workflow comes through, but then give them the chance to kind of figure out inside of my box, how do I want to manage my day-to-day work, you know, with tasks and assignments and repeating tasks and how do I visualize that when I come to work to know what I need to work on. So you can let that be, you know, more customizable to the people doing the work, you know, the citizen developer. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that that might give, give everybody uh, some relief that, you know, it's, there's still some balance to, um, you know, to, to what can be done and yet give that, that flexibility. So yes, I mean, really that to me, that's, that's a benefit to the employee experience, right? Is, um, they get to work in a, in a way that's tailored to them and yet there's still some, some balance in place. Yeah, for sure. And also know, you know, the larger your organization gets, the more people involved in a process. And that's when, you know, consultants typically come in. Yeah. And in the no-code space, you know, just like with SmartSuite, I think we have 130 or 40 partners that are certified in our platform that deliver services back to customers full-time. And again, that goes across most no-code platforms, not just SmartSuite, across all the different categories that I talked about. So there's a pretty good ecosystem that if you do need help, you've got the experts. And that can be really valuable if you're a marketing agency, let's say, and you want to go build something and maybe a partner specializes in marketing agencies, they can bring some knowledge in and say, I've done this 20 times. <laughs> Let me show you, you know, some of the best ways that I've seen or the most efficient ways to help you kind of get to what you want your process to look like, uh, regardless of the tool that you use. Nice. nice. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, a uh, little further in the future um, for a minute here. And, uh, you know, do you think that low code, no code is everyone's, future i mean you know you mentioned a lot of a lot of people in you know coming out of school or, or learning this stuff um or is there just going to be a larger pool of of citizen developers but still you know where where do you see this trend kind of going yeah my personal belief is that no code is really the future of how people are going to work inside of organizations regardless of the size whether it's two people or thousands of people that are there the reason for that is some of these platforms allow you to have one place to come in and kind of do your work. So I don't have to have five or six different products that my team members are working in each day and jumping between those and having passwords and trying to integrate data. Like it's not as complicated and no code is really caught up in that way. I think you'll still see big players on what we call point solutions, which are companies like a Salesforce or a HubSpot or a Zendesk that do really well in a particular area and a company doesn't want to change that, but they want to connect data from their no-code platform to that. And those problems have been solved as well, as far as the integration side that's there. So I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that kind of the next wave from a software development perspective is related to no-code, but I don't think that it's going to fully replace software developers, right? I think that you're going to see people coming out of school that are traditional software developers are going to start working for companies that are building platforms in the no-code space um, and doing integrations and things, but maybe and not working as much for a company that needs to build a product for internal use. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Where do you see automation in general making some of the biggest impacts in in business in the year or two ahead? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you first maybe inside of SmartSuite that we've seen with customers is that we, we have a library of 200 templates that cover 35 categories of processes that people can get started with. But our customers have came back and said, I want to use AI and I just want to describe the process that I want to create. And I want it to go actually build out the process, the reports, the fields, like everything, even sample data that's in there. So we've been prototyping that with our customer base to do that. And we've been fascinated at just the level of detail that's able to come in when you can fully describe a process, uh, what you want to happen, and then have it automatically build it for you. And just like we were talking about at the beginning with creating content from a prompt perspective, it's the same thing on the workflow. Once you understand what you want the workflow to do, it just goes in and does all the manual task of creating all the things that might take you, you know, 24 hours to manually do. In some cases, it can do it in a couple of minutes. It's, it's just, it's extraordinary at how fast it is once it knows what you want. Right. So I, I think that's the, that's what we're seeing is kind of the next wave along with more detailed data analytics from data sets where you can ask questions of data and have it respond back to you in a natural language describing what you asked for. You could say create a report, you would create it, but you could say, what are my top five sales in this geography for the last quarter that have X, Y, Z? And in a matter of seconds, it would just say, here they are, right? And I could have ran reports and clicked and configured things, but the ease of just asking the question and getting the data back is is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, John, thanks so much for joining. Uh, one last question before we wrap up here. You've given a lot of great insights and advice already, but you know what's what's one piece of advice you'd have for businesses that you know they want to figure out where and maybe what they can do to automate things? Where should they start? Yeah, I, I'd say you know first do your research. There's a number of products in different categories. You know, so you know, if you if you're talking about workflow automation, a company like SmartSuite can help you with that. But there are others, and then just. Everybody has a free trial, so you don't need to pay anything to try something. The trials are typically from 14 to 30 days, and you can build out everything that you need. And again, we recommend just start with one simple process, and that will help you understand the the capabilities of a platform that you might not be thinking about just yet. So most people come in and say, I have this particular process. It's kind of in this box. Once they see what's available, that box gets bigger. And they're like, oh, I could even do more things. It could, you know be more efficient or I could better serve my customer with these features that are available. So just yeah, start with one process and, and let it take off from there. Yeah, that's great. Well, again, I'd like to thank John Darbyshire, CEO at SmartSuite for joining the show. You can learn more about John and SmartSuite by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. 
From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.